0: From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, April 2nd, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Bowling Green State University announced this morning that the Pi Kappa Alpha fraternity is facing six violations of the university's code of student conduct, including four hazing charges. The Columbus Dispatch reports each of the hazing charges reflects a different aspect of the school's code of conduct that fraternity members broke the night of March 4th during an initiation ritual that led to the death of 20-year-old sophomore Stone Foltz. A letter from BGSU states that fraternity members provided individual bottles of alcohol to new members to be consumed in their entirety, and new recruits were forced to wear blindfolds and were led into a basement area while being yelled at and pushed. Governor Mike DeWine has released more information on his new plan to vaccinate every college student by the time they leave campuses for the summer. Lindsay Mills has a breakdown of what this means for students. Governor Mike DeWine says every college student, both at the state and private schools, will have a chance to get the Johnson & Johnson shot right on campus. Doing it on the college campus very convenient for the students. They see other college students doing it. I think that that will increase the percentage of college students who are willing to get it. The governor also said he has not been made aware at this time if any university or college plans to require the COVID vaccine for students. At the Statehouse, Lindsay Mills. Following the governor's announcement, the Ohio State University immediately announced its efforts to do so. More from Yolanda Harris. He says every student at both private and public universities will have the chance to get a Johnson & Johnson vaccine on their campus starting next week. Because of this decision, Ohio State University president Dr. Christina Johnson says the university is dedicating 25% of the Wexner Medical Center's vaccines to any student, faculty, or staff member who wants one. Registration will open starting Friday, April 9th, with the first appointments being made available April 14th. I'm Yolanda Harris. And Ohio University also announced its game plan to help get more shots into the arms of OU Bobcats beginning next week. Angela Ann reports. To get more Ohio University students vaccinated, OU is holding clinics next week as well. Those begin Wednesday, and then they'll be held each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the following two weeks. Students will receive text messages along with emails and then details on the times and how they can make an appointment. Ohio University plans to utilize the one-dose Johnson & Johnson Johnson vaccine. I'm Angela Ann. The Ohio Department of Health reports the state's new case and hospitalization numbers are starting to move in the wrong direction. More from Clay Gordon. Our cases per 100,000 metric is now up to 167, which is 21 cases higher than it was last week. Our new cases were more than 2,400, which is the third time it's been that high in the past week. And our positivity rate is up to 4% for the first time in a month. And when we look at our vaccine numbers, nearly 30% of people have received at least one One dose and more than 17% are finished getting vaccinated. I'm Clay Gordon. Lieutenant Governor John Husted is maintaining his innocence after allegations of recently making insensitive comments on Twitter towards the Asian American community. Kevin Landers reports. Husted said his tweet was in response to the ex-head of the CDC who commented that the COVID-19 virus came from a Wuhan lab, which is not proven. Husted then responded by saying, so it appears it was the Wuhan virus after all, question mark. Many in the Asian community took offense and wrote to the lieutenant governor telling him so. I did nothing wrong, and I clearly stated what this was about. It's about holding the Chinese government accountable. The lieutenant governor later said there is no justification for an act of violence against anybody and any ethnicity. From the Ohio State Fairgrounds, Kevin Landers. Leaders of the Asian-American community in Ohio say they intend to continue pressing Houston to engage in dialogue on what they call racially charged comments. Tino Ramos has more. A letter was sent to Houston by a group in Upper Arlington denouncing his statement and claiming it offended the Asian-American community. Houston said he didn't read the letter and local Asian-Americans are speaking out this morning and expressing concern that Houston doesn't understand what he has done. That's what we're asking for here is an opportunity to have a conversation so he can better understand our struggles. The lieutenant governor said that he will read this letter that was sent to him and he will respond when it is time in Columbus. Tino Ramis. The state of Ohio is now investigating the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium after a newspaper uncovered possible misuse of zoo resources. Angela Rygard says Attorney General Dave Yost is looking into the accusations. The attorney general tells me that this really got on his radar because of the reporting by the Columbus Dispatch and he wanted to get involved because this is a charitable organization if you're running a charity, you're holding other people's money and property in trust to do that charitable thing that you exist for. It's not to take care of your family and friends. The attorney general says they've requested some documents. Those should get back to them within about 30 days or so. Vin Columbus, Angela Rygard. Police in Northeast Ohio are warning residents about a man impersonating a law enforcement officer. ONN's Michael Kelly has the details. The Summit County Sheriff's Office says a man from neighboring Stark County is suspected of pulling over another vehicle using flashing red and blue lights while wearing a blue uniform. The woman driving told investigators that her family was unharmed but alarmed before breaking off the encounter. Law enforcement recommend examining any vehicle pulling you over and you should ask officers for their ID. They also recommend you to pull over in a well-lit or public area. You can also call 911 to confirm with local police that it is their officer pulling you over. Michael Kelly, ONN News. A music landmark in Cincinnati may finally be restored thanks to the recent stimulus bill passed by Congress. ONN's Steve Vaughn reports. The Old King Records building in Evanston has been in deteriorating condition for years. But now Mayor John Cranley says the city is giving $2 million from their share of the American Rescue Plan to the restoration effort. A couple years ago, I'm proud to say the city was able to get control of the building. and We provided last year money to stabilize it from falling down. But now it's time to bring it back to life. Plans call for a museum and a new recording studio. James Brown recorded most of his number one hits at the site. Steve Vaughn, ONN. President Joe Biden is looking into whether he has the legal authority to cancel federally subsidized student loan debt. Karina Nova has more. Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown is among the Democratic lawmakers pushing the president to use executive authority to cancel up to $50,000 worth of debt per person. Canceling student loan debt was one of President Biden's campaign promises, but with a cap of $10,000. Senator Elizabeth Warren tweeted saying canceling $50,000 of student Student loan debt will provide a massive stimulus to our economy, help narrow the racial gap and take a huge burden off of millions of struggling families. Karina Nova, ONN News. And a change in state law will allow Ohioans for the first time to renew their driver's licenses and state ID cards online. The measure is contained in the state's transportation budget. Republican Governor Mike DeWine signed the budget into law on Wednesday. The new online registration will be available to people ages 21 to 65 whose current licenses were issued in person and who have photos on file with the state. The $8.3 billion budget includes $2.4 billion for roadway improvements, $74 million for public transportation,